Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Collective Conversation. This is episode number eight. Zoe, where you at, Zoe? I guess Joey is not here today, so I'm doing this solo. I'm kidding, he'll be in a podcast, he's just not in the intro today. So I don't know, he's missing out, but welcome to another episode, episode number eight. Enjoy, we love you. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining our podcast to episode number eight, August. Eight, August. What's up? My name is Joey Gomez. My name is Ami Mashadi. Welcome to another episode of Collected Conversation. Collected Conversations, this baby. Is, this, is more than a, this is more than a brand. It's a lifestyle. It's personal experiences. And then today we got two special guests because they're not just guests. They're more of a best friends, right? They're the homies. They're the homies. We got That's the homies right. on the podcast today. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So we got Mr. Adam. And we got Mr. Riley. These two go way back with us back in Lifetime when we all, we pretty much everybody, all of us in the True. circle met at Lifetime Fitness. And we become we became best friends. We became really good friends. And then we all have separate ways and separate paths. But we, I love connecting with these dudes because they are extremely open-minded. They are into uh, fitness. Uh, they both go to school for... Uh, I know Adam goes for They're fitness. They're both smart. Yeah. They're both smart like, physically all around. <clears throat> Is that, a, is that a thing? Smart mentally. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. No, yeah, we, we got good people over here. Introduce hey. yourselves, please. Uh, my name is Adam. Uh, I am 23 years old. Uh, I did my undergraduate studies at Southern Illinois University in exercise science and then proceeded to do my strength and conditioning internship with Yale Athletics in Connecticut. Badass. And uh, now I will be getting my master's degree in Western Colorado University in high altitude exercise physiology. High altitude exercise phys- for what? <laughs> so you, what, what I'm trying to say is uh, I, I like fitness. That's pretty, okay. That's pretty much sweet. <laughs> if you if you had read uh, if you follow the collected blog, uh, our guest Adam. How do you pronounce your last name? Orinchek. Orinchek. Yeah, Adam Orinchek. He uh, he wrote one of our blogs. He wrote it's called. Uh, the key to fitness is doing what you love, right? Yes, sir. That's the title. Yes, so sir. if you'll go go over over to collectedcommunity.com, you could check out um, a little bit about Adam and his philosophy and stuff. But how about you, Riley? What's hey up? guys, what's up? My name's Riley. I'm 20. My interests are gonna be a little bit shorter because I haven't graduated or done any internships yet. But I'm a junior at UW Milwaukee, and I'm double majoring in supply chain management and marketing. Sick. There, there you go. go. That's yeah, sick. boy. That's what's up, man. Well, for those of you that actually don't do know me and follow me on Instagram, Adam's actually been training me Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes, not it has been a week that we honestly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm, we gotta snitch on. We have to let people know. It hasn't been a week actually. We <clears throat> did the whole entire week, all four days. I think like, like uh, we, probably the first or second. Probably, probably first or first second week we did. Hey, what are you but, saying? Because uh, so, so our, our our plan is four days a week Monday Tuesday Thursday Friday okay but I don't think we've ever completed a full four training sessions per week Damn. except like once or twice yeah but we, you guys are sore or is it uh, like, different well, things. soreness different, things. Or different reasons different Adam is uh, requirements out of two houses yeah true so That's true. Uh, we've we've all had pretty busy and different schedules so sometimes things don't work out okay. yeah and then Riley works like what sixty hours a week yeah about I've been doing between fifty and sixty hours plus. Sometimes this summer, so been very busy for for students. I mean, it's good. Summer's just a good time to pick up a job and just work, you know, full time and like just rack up money and then just whenever you have free time, just hang out with your friends and do your thing. You know, yeah, here's man. one thing I admire about Riley because when it comes to work, like it could it could be anything. He always tries his best, 
And this book that I read one time uh, by Dean Graziosi. Graziosi, yeah. He was saying that uh, no matter what job you get hired at, like it could be, it could be cooking, it could be chef, it could be lifetime fitness, it could be anything. Always try to do your best. And Riley, I feel like he's the type of person who always tries his best, like at any job he gets into. Yeah. And that, thank that, you. Thank you. Know. I appreciate that. When I was I, growing I up, one thing my mom she would always say to me was, "No matter what you do in life, it doesn't matter what it is. You could be scrubbing toilets." But scrub those toilets the best you can. So that's whatever me. you do, do the best that you can. That's like one of the that. greatest advice. Damn toilet Fold, scrub of the world. Folding, them, <laughs> folding those lifetime towels and checking those chems. Let me tell you though, yeah. folding the lifetime towels, almost soothing. Come on, uh, flow even, state. Bro, I... Flow <laughs> state. I even fold my towels at home. The Literally, same that's way. what I was yeah, gonna say. Awesome. I fold my towels at home the same way we fold at Lifetime. Yeah, now. It's just so ingrained. <laughs> it's like muscle memory. To get some context, we uh, we we all met at Lifetime. We were all in the aquatics. We were all at one point lifeguards, and so at Lifetime is honestly not much action going on. There's like there's no saves really ever. Except for Adam, maybe maybe want to tell uh, that story wait, later. Uh, you have yeah, to tell okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, there was but, one major save that I did at Lifetime. Uh, it was the year before I became supervisor. Um, I was guarding the shallow end like the beach area at the lifetime pool when i noticed a small child floating face down in about two feet of water he's probably two or three years old Jeez. um not completely sure how long he was there but when i pulled him out uh he had purple or blue lips so uh, clearly he wasn't breathing for a little bit um he had a heartbeat thankfully but i pulled him out of the water laid him out and uh did cpr around a group of parents Jeez. uh and after about 60 seconds, he was coughed. He coughed up all the water, and he was fine. Riley, were you there? Yeah, I do. I called 911 for that actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was working that morning. Yeah. And at night, I went upstairs to the gym, and, Dude, I, and I left. Yeah, I had no idea it happened like yeah, that day. I was like, I was like, you were at the gym. Yeah. 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 Um, I, w I wasn't even outside. I was inside because I was at the outdoor pool. I was in the indoor pool. I was teaching swim lessons. Swim lessons. I remember it was. Uh, and I was on a break in between lessons. And I walked outside and I see everyone like running around over to like where the spot was. And I was like, what's going on? Crazy. I thought someone like was bleeding or something. And we were like running and getting them like, you know, bandages or not first aid. Not all happened. heroes wear yeah, capes. Sometimes so I ran inside when I was in Did people circle up? Yeah, yeah. No, I when I laid the kid out on the on the on the ground, like it was probably like fifteen or so parents just like in a circle around me. So it was pretty stressful at the time. Like I, I it's kind of a blur at this point just because I kinda right. went into autopilot, uh, in terms of CPR. So it's just kind of a blur. I just remember like after he coughed up like all the water and like threw up. Yeah. I just like sat down. I was just like, it just all hit me at once and I was just like, oh god. Adam, I really oh I, I really admire you for that because like honestly like if I, I don't know what I would have done in a situation like that. Obviously, I'm trained for it. I was a lifeguard for three years and it never happened. Yeah. But, like, clearly you saved the day. Saved, you saved the kid's saved, life. Saved the kid's life. Yeah, saved the kid's life. Let me ask you this, because you're a very humble person. And then how does it feel to know that you saved a damn kid's life? You know, it, it does feel good. I'm glad the kid is okay. Um, you know, I'm not in do it for, like, recognition or anything, obviously. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's just our job as lifeguards. Right. You know, people... People like to hate on lifeguards. Like we we do sit around in the sun all day, and like uh, if you're working at like a private pool, you're not really making like saves or anything. But mm -hmm. it is just our job to be responsible for people's lives. Um, either way, very underrated job, right? Very. Think, at the end of the yeah. day, you're the you're the first line person who people go to. Right? First line of defense. First line of defense for for uh, aquatic emergencies. Yeah. So you know it's easy to say that like we sit around and like don't pay attention and, and not do anything, but. Um, you know, if you're not paying attention and someone starts drowning, you know, that's on you. Right. Yeah. True. We do have yeah. a rule. We do have a rule at Lifetime.
that parents are supposed to be in the water with their children if they haven't passed the swim test. True. In this situation, uh, the mom was not paying attention to her child. She was off talking to one of her friends. And, you know, we as lifeguards, we're not focused on one child. We're focused on the entire pool. So if there's 50 people in the pool, we're not we're not babysitters, you know. We have right. to be watching everybody, not just specific children. So. And, and I remember after that after that incident, they changed the <laughs> positions because it was kind of in a blind spot where it's like a little peninsula. Yeah. It's like a little corner. So, like, mm-hmm. and the guards are sitting right a- across so that like you couldn't. Either, either one can see that little that little corner, which I think is where you found him. Then they put one on the side yeah, so you yeah. can see. Uh, Riley, let me ask you a question. Uh, what do you do in school right now? I'm going to school for supply chain management and marketing. So right now, well, I just finished taking my gen ed. I lied, actually. I have one more gen ed. I'm taking a dinosaur class this <laughs> no year. No way. That's what you're doing what in school. I think it was for like my uh, natural science credit, but... I got all all that except this one class done, and then this year, all my classes are focused on business and starting to focus on my major, except for the dinosaur class. But what are you learning in a dinosaur, dinosaur class? It reminds me of Russ. Remember Russ from Friends? It's probably gonna be some history, <laughs> some science. I, I don't know. I I've heard about this class. It's like the easiest thing. Like people finish it in a weekend. Like oh. like. There's quizzes and all the answers are online. I don't. I don't cheat though. Like I want. I want to condone that. But I'm just. I'm just <laughs> saying. This, the I'm just saying. Dinosaurs. But and and then like the final exam is like all the quizzes and the same exact questions in the same exact order from like quiz one to like quiz ten. That's the Bro, final. I picture, I picture, I've had classes. Picture like the that. final. It's just fifty pictures, fifty questions. Bro, like, what, what is dinosaurs? this dinosaur? <laughs> yeah. So so that class is kind of a joke, but I I, I gotta take it for the credits. The rest of my classes are, like, focused on my major, though. And then this summer, I've been working a lot, but I've also been trying to network a lot and and meet people and talk to them and learn what they know and, and learn who they know and try and get my foot in the door somewhere and, you know, help me find a career yeah. or an internship or something. What's, like, what's your ideal job in, like, five years after, you're, after you graduate with this degree? I'm going to be honest. I really don't know. There's a few... There's that's a lot a, of different okay. stuff you can do in supply chain. I don't know what I want to do yet. Like, I know a lot of people, like, they'll go and try and be, like, the managers or, like, the people in charge of, like, a big, like, shipping, like, a distribution right. center or um, stuff with, like, logistics, which is basically, like, all supply chain is. It's really interesting, dude. You think about Amazon, how big it is. Amazon, at its core, is just supply chain. Right. Because yeah. all they're doing is right. shipping stuff and moving stuff around, so it's really cool. But uh, I think I told you guys this before. I met a guy at... So one of the jobs I have this summer is a golf course. And the guy I met there, he owns a manufacturing company. They make and manufacture wooden pallets. And so... They make the wooden pallets. They make the wooden, make pallets. The wooden pallets and they sell it to people. And I was asking him about how it works. And he's like, Riley, think about this. He goes, everyone that graduates with your major wants to do what you just told me. Like stuff with logistics or procurement or, um, you know, being in charge of like a major distribution a distribution center. But every single thing that gets shipped in the world, in the country, like, everywhere, gets shipped on wooden pallets, bro. That's crazy. And that's the backbone of everything. He's like, start looking into that stuff. Like, that, that'll get you a lot of money. It's it's that thing that goes on behind the curtain that no one thinks about. Yeah, you don't think about that. Wow. Like, you just, wow. I mean, I, I used to work at Aldi for six months, and then everything that we received, anything, food, fruits, right. uh, equipment, anything, was on those uh, wooden pallets. And then we used to actually stack them up again and send them back. Yeah, to, to reuse them. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking of like the, the job I just started. When I started yesterday, they make signs, literally signs you see in the plaza, 
in like, uh, like restaurants, anything, banks. I have a lot of blank bank clients or like inside of a lobby, right? Like all those different mm -hmm. things. I was working on like a, a welcome sign for Chase Bank in like Tampa, Florida yesterday. And just like all these all these things that you see around you had was had to get had to get made at some point. Made and shipped and there's yeah. all the whole business behind it. And then the me I walk into Chase Bank and like the, that's the end, right? The consumer end, right? Mm -hmm. And there's the whole like business to business end. Which is cool. You end up cool. seeing the sign. You know, yeah, I mean, right? it's the little things that people don't think about. Like, where did this come from? True. Adam, what do you want to do in five years? What do you, what do you see yourself in five years? Uh, actually, I did some job research. Um, for My major is uh, pretty niche, high-altitude exercise physiology. Just yeah. to specify, it's not just about high-altitude. It includes extreme environments, how the body reacts to extreme environments, like high and low-altitude, extreme temperatures, uh, air pollution, sleep deprivation, zero yeah. gravity, stuff like that. So um, it's a little bit of a variety there. But I was looking at some jobs in the military, actually, mm. uh, specifically in the Air Force and the Navy, uh, to do something called uh, aerospace physiology. And that's pretty much where you are training air crews and pilots to handle G-forces, high altitudes, like their overall training. Because, I mean, they're jumping out of planes. Training, like physical training? Like physical training? training. Dude, that's really? Really? Yes. Wow. Again, another job like I've never like would think of, you know, yeah. and now you're... Yeah. Is that would you have something to be interested in you'd be going in? Yeah, uh, I'm definitely considering it, you know. Uh, it, it is a pretty long process to kind of get into this job because you have to go, uh, I think, through eight weeks of basic training. It's a military job. Okay. Uh, six weeks of officer training. There's a specific course you have to take to learn the specifics. Um of how, how they work. What kind of what kind of training would that be for high altitude pilots? Well, if you think about it, uh, these pilots, uh, or specifically air crews, um, if they're they're if they're jumping out at extreme altitudes where they even need like oxygen masks to jump out of this plane because there's just not enough air up there to breathe, you know, if something goes wrong and they need to bail out of this airplane, like they need to be able to handle high altitudes and like how their how their body's gonna react a certain way. Um, to the altitude. Or, so do you do a lot of conditioning with them or like a lot of cardio? You know, I could not tell you the specifics. You know, I haven't even started my master's in yeah, my regular true. major, so I really don't know what their training looks like. Uh, and I'm sure it's probably classified as well since, you know, it is a military true. job. Like, B, they probably don't want people to know. Um, and then for pilots, you know, you're turning a plane, you're experiencing really high levels of G-force. Like, your blood, your blood is literally getting pushed back into your, like, in half of your body or the one side of your body so like you have to be Wait, when you, you go down be, like this is that the blood you're talking about when you're flying yeah when you're flying when you're flying oh, when you're, you're flying, flying. Like the, even if like when you're riding a roller coaster they consider the g-force g-force like yeah and that goes uh, back in your brain and stuff so it's a it's a force that's pushing on you pretty much so like if you accelerate really fast in a car you know you get pushed into your seat yeah, yeah. right now imagine that in like a fighter jet you're going way fast. You're yeah, going like 800 miles now. You're going really like, fast. Yeah. So even like even like your organs get squished behind like behind crazy. your blood. If you just experience high enough g-forces, your blood kind of gets pushed back, and you can you pass out pretty much. Yeah. And you know if you're if you're flying a fighter jet at 800 miles an hour, like you can't afford to pass out. You, True. You, there are ways to train yourself to to uh, kind of react and handle g-forces you know i don't know the specifics yet of course but uh that's that's kind of the stuff i'll be learning what, what, what would your job will be in high altitude places so my my job if i did that if I'd you had be, to like if you were to get high, had to get high and then you have to train actually pilots 
would your job be at the states or uh, or, or in places that are high altitudes? Uh, yes and no. Uh, it depends. It, it would probably just be at uh, at an air force base yeah. mm -hmm. somewhere. Cause I mean, we can always just you know fly up. We don't need to be somewhere in the mountains. Right. I'm sure that'd be something they do. But okay. I also know or something I've heard of apart from military, but with high altitude training that. It's something that the like Olympic athletes do, or yeah. just high-level athletes that go like before a competition, um, whether it's a game, whatever sport they play, they train up in the mountains because it does something with your blood and your oxygen. And then when you come back to regular altitude, it's easier to, to uh, compete. To make it easier. To yeah. Breathe. So right. it's it's really popular with endurance athletes specifically right. because uh, when when you travel up to high altitudes. Uh, there, the air pressure is lower, meaning you're getting less oxygen to your system. So your body compensates for that by producing more red blood cells. Red blood cells, for some background information, is what carries oxygen to the various tissues of your body. Hmm. Now, if you have more of those, you can carry more oxygen, so you're extracting more oxygen out of the surrounding air. Uh, when you leave that high altitude, your red blood cell count will drop after about two weeks or so. But in that two weeks, you have more red blood cells in your blood and you're at a lower altitude. So there's more oxygen in the air. So you're extracting cool. a lot more oxygen at these lower altitude, which increases your endurance. That's cool. You know what's crazy? That reminds me of, uh, you guys know Khabib, right? Yes. Khabib mm -hmm. from the UFC. He, he was born and raised in Dagestan. And Dagestan is a part of a place in Russia where full of mountains, and then uh, he's trained it all his whole life. Right, all his whole life, and he he's an animal. He's a, a truly animal in a fucking cage. He will, yeah. he. I don't think he has ever lost a round in UFC, which is rare. So he's the he's the most dominant fighter of all time, twenty nine and zero. Never lost a, up in the mountains. Never rest, lost a round. Bears, right? That wrestling <laughs> bears. <laughs> yeah, he was nine years old. He wrestled a bear, like nine years old, bro, and wrestling a bear and then going crazy with the bear. There's a video of it on YouTube, yeah. and it makes me think because that's the background he came from. That's the place he used to train yeah, at. His body's he's used to it. Yeah, and he's known. He's known for his gas tank, for to, to be able to fight for why. 25 rounds and continue that endurance and that stamina throughout the fight. Because a lot of people, like even myself, when I fight. There's like three rounds, right? The first round, I'm okay. The second round, maybe there might be a part, like a minute part. I need to catch my breath. So I kind of go into defense mode. I put my hands up. I'm kind of moving around. But Khabib is like, his foot's on gas pedal in the whole entire yeah. 25 minutes. I was watching the Olympic wrestling like yesterday, bro, and the Russian beat like one of the best Americans. I'm like, damn, this guy's just... They're another, yeah, they're just they're raised differently, bro. Like, yeah, the different level. And you did track. And then track takes a lot of stamina as well. Oh, yeah. 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 What, what yeah. events did you do? Riley? I did the uh, 200 and 400. Okay. And then the relays, they go with them. So, like, 4x4 four four and 4x2. Four 4x4 four four was so freaking hard, bro. Bro, that's, you... like, the funnest event of the, of the meet, though. Yeah, because it's the last one. It's the last one. And everyone's, like, hyped up about it. Yeah. yeah. What, what was your time? Um, my, I didn't run a lot of open. My fastest split, I think, was like a 51. 51? or 51.3. Boy, this kid was fat. You, can, you can't yeah, do that. I don't even know if that's good. That's, <laughs> like, I don't know that. So that's, that's, that's pretty good for a high school kid. Like, for, yeah, for yeah, a that's collegiate like, athlete, state that, that's okay. That's state qualified. I think, well, okay, so there's a, there's a difference between a split and a relay, and then you running yeah. that by yourself, because... So a relay split is like 
from when your hand touches the baton to when you hand it off to someone else. And sometimes that can be a little bit more than the than the length of the race, or a little bit less. So like in a four in a four by four, so in a four hundred, depending on where I get the baton, I could actually be running a little bit less than four hundred meters, or I could mm. be running a little bit more than four hundred meters. Okay. So like that kind of makes how fast you're going, like that alters it. So it's not really the most accurate judgment of how fast you are. Versus if I started on the starting line, I ran all the way around myself without, like, handing anything off to someone, that time could be, like, completely different. Different. Swimming uh, is the same way uh, in terms of relays and swimming, like, a regular event. Yeah, because you just wait and it jumps in. Yeah, the relays relays will always be faster, or most of the time will be faster than coming off from, like, a flat start. Hmm. Um, I don't know, just, like, I was watching the Olympic time, uh, Olympic, it's, like, swimming events, and, like, the relays could be... Honestly, sometimes like a second, second and a half faster than the flat start, which is 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 a lot of time. Yeah, it is because uh, for track when we when we used to do it, four by four was four people running. It's one lap around a track, and how fast can you run? And then the best time in my in my school was a kid a kid named um, Shindell Thomas. I mm-hmm. believe. He ran it at forty nine. Yeah, we my senior year we had a kid. His I don't I don't remember what his open time was, but his split was a forty nine second. Forty nine, that's fucking that's insane. crazy. Forty nine. My best time was fifty five second. So I, for me to run one lap in in four hundred meter, it would take me fifty five second. Okay. And it doesn't, it doesn't it sounds like a long time. I like track. I'm not got, I got nothing against it. But I mean, I have a question for you. What's up? What's what's your five year goal? Goal oh, in five years. What's five years goal? Could be fitness. Could be with music. Could be anything. Just. Don't think about it. Too well, I'm hard. twenty. I'm twenty four right now. Within five years. Damn, you're gonna be almost thirty. <laughs> oh Bro, you're gonna be a years. dad, dude. Yeah, that's that's crazy. crazy. You're having a kid or uh, something. Not gonna work. We're not talking about it. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But honestly, I want to be somewhere in life. Well, I want to be better than I am today. Okay. I want to can continue doing what I'm doing with being an artist and keep exploring myself, keep finding out who I am as an artist, and then keep reaching out to find my purpose in life because. Within five years ago, I would never thought I would be here today. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They were like, you know what I'm saying? that like you go through this Bro, phases. five years ago, you barely, you barely spoke English. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was not five as good. Five years ago, I was still in high school. Yeah, <laughs> I was not as good as I am like today. You know what I'm saying? But like, I want to continue on like reading books and keep discovering who is AM. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's, that's great. But you didn't really tell me a goal. You just gave me... Like general things. I mean, get to the point. Everyone, everyone wants to be better than they were yesterday. No, you want to yeah, get okay, worse. Okay, okay, I see. What you're I don't know. Just give me one. You just said, don't think about it too hard. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you, did, you did say that. Okay, that's true. So, how about I want to be have a million streams on at least one of the songs within five years. Oh, that's dope. Um, one song? That's or like across all? Well, at least one song. Okay. Okay. Cool. Combine across platforms? Com- no, no, no. Just one platform. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And that maybe well, what, one maybe of those songs is yet to be released. It's like in your USB stick or something. You never know. You never know. You never know. It's just that unreleased AM content. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's crazy about music, bro. Because it just all it takes is one song. One mm-hmm. song. Yeah. That pops off. One and song. And there's a career. And there's a career. Jump started, and then everyone's hitting you up, and like different you get brands. Deals, like, you get you brands. Get, yeah. Come hit. Come be at my show. Come wear my T-shirt. I was talk- I was talking about uh Sam yesterday to to, to this yeah that uh if one of us in collective crew makes it makes it you know what I'm saying makes it and quotes and a coat you know what I'm saying anything yeah. it could be 
Joy, some someone, someone finds out about his brand, like the like the collected, and everyone likes it. And LeBron, it. LeBron wearing the collected tee, yeah. like walking to a game. You know what I'm saying? Think about it, bro. That goes back to that goes back to like the networking thing I was talking about earlier. Like I know all you guys, and then if I meet someone that like you know has a niche for like something that you guys are doing, I feel like oh I got a buddy that does this, or you know vice versa. It's all about it's about who you know. It's all about spreading like little little connections. We're nodes in a network, and like you're the center, and it all goes out, and each of those goes out to other nodes, and all those other nodes. But but you gotta have good people around you that are actually gonna help you, like. What good is it to know me if I'm not actually going to help you? Like, we, we're all the type of guys yeah. that, like, we help each other and, and stuff You're gonna like that. You're going to have to. Like, uh, uh, more. And that takes awareness, right? Just knowing. I think some of it, for me, is instinct, right? You just kind of feel a vibe about someone and be like, hmm, yeah. You know, I might, like, might, might not want to hang out with them as much, you know? Yeah. Bro, like, I've, I've started to notice once I got out of high school and into college how important it is to be personable with people. Like, how important it is to, like, let people know you're listening, that you care, that you're interested in the conversation. Like, don't just sit there and, and mumble and don't act uninterested. Don't not talk to people. Like, talk to people. Like, you never know what you're going to learn. You never know, you know, all being, that type uh, of stuff. Being charismatic is a yes. very yes. underrated trait, I think. You know, yeah. people always say uh, um, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. I agree. I, uh, first of all, education is important. Stay in school, kids. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, who you know is important and like uh, being able to socialize with other people, being able to relate with uh, a lot of different people is really important. You know, social skill, social skills are a skill. Uh, yes. That's something yeah. some people are better at, at it than others, but it is something that some people need to work on and it is important. It's yeah. something I work on. I literally just read a book. It's called How to Talk to Anyone. And it was like, like a, literally a book on communication. I, I was telling Adam and Amin this the other day, actually. Like, it was like last week at Lifetime, because I'm, I'm supervising there still, there was a lady, I had to go enforce like a rule because she was like not in the water with her daughter. Going back to the same rule Adam was talking about where the parent has to be in the water and stuff like that. But I went up to her to talk to her about it. Um, and I'm talking to her, I'm talking to her, and she stopped me and she goes, you know, because I, I addressed the rule and everything, and then she started asking me a bunch of questions about Lifetime. And since I've been there for four years, like I know like, almost everything like off the back of my hand mm-hmm. and after I, I was talking to her and answering all her questions but like again very personably and you know mm-hmm. very politely yes. she goes you know I'm an executive in HR and the executives that I work with don't talk to people with like the same mannerisms and you know the same um energy and like charismaticness as as you yeah. did to me and like I, I, I don't have people in the professional world that like act the way that you're acting yeah. and how professional you're acting and, and, and it was really nice to hear and what we and then I talked to her for like almost half an hour forty five minutes Ooh, okay. and uh, she got number? my well she got my number and stuff <laughs> but so I, I gave her my number like where where I'm going to school my majors and everything and I connected with her on LinkedIn and you know nice. we're we're actually in the middle of setting up a a time to like meet and and grab coffee and just talk about business and stuff and she said cool. she would help me you look at my resume like connect me with people that she That's thinks good, that maybe, she, maybe that should be helpful for you, you know? well do, well i uh i went on linkedin i looked at her resume i'm like okay you know sometimes people like when they're talking to you for at first they like try to make themselves appear like yeah. larger than they are but no i'm like this lady's legit like 16 years here as an executive 16 years or like a year or two here is like a executive chief officer right. like and for good companies too like she was at xerox for 16 years 
she was at Johnson Controls for like a year and a half, two years, and that's actually a big place where uh, business students get internships from at my university, so I just thought she, you know, cool. she was a good person to talk to and good stuff, and I got yeah. lucky, and you know, it's all about, I could have gone up to her and been like very straight to the point, hey, don't do this, hey, you gotta do this, and just walk away, but you mm -hmm. know, being charismatic and, and showing someone that you care, and what I mean said earlier, like, you know, actually caring about your job and showing that, like, it goes a long way and people True. notice that. Hundred yeah. percent. That's what I, I said. I think that's a test. Sorry, I did it wrong. Yeah, but uh, I think that's also a testament to how important first impressions are. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, don't quote me on this because I don't know the exact time, but I heard that uh, people, when first meeting someone, they make their mind up about you within, like, the first 15 seconds of yeah. meeting you. So if you don't make a good first impression, you know, it's, it's you gotta, hard. You, you can change you can change someone's way. impression of you, but it takes a lot harder work than if you were to make a good first impression. Yes, I think I think the. Well, I don't have a fifth thing, a fifth thing. So I guess I think the four most important things are, I think eye contact super important. Your posture, strong handshake, and then just talking loud and clearly. Those are, I think those are like the I four think you big things. The, I think you forgot the most important one though, because we all have, two ears in but, one mouth. Which means like listen more than you talk. That, that that's I, been a big I'm one. Gonna, for I'm, me. I'm, that's been a big one for me. I'm gonna add something to that. Maybe I'm guilty right now. But, <laughs> but like a big one for me is like I, I, when I'm talking to someone, I find myself thinking what I'm gonna say next more than trying more to understand. Than to them. More than trying to understand I'm what they're saying. I'm like, damn, too. like how like actually didn't understand what they're. Yeah, it's hard. And, it's, yeah, it's and like we're saying in today's world, it's like, it's harder to like get someone to listen. It's like it's listening so and hearing are two different things. Like you can hear something. But did you really, like, listen to it did and absorb it? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to add to that list and be yourself. Yeah, I agree. A lot of people are really fake. Um, be yourself. I, I plan, like, you, you know when you walk into a room and you meet somebody and you like, off the bat, you're like, I don't like this dude. Like, I don't like his energy. I don't like his vibe. I don't like the way he talks. You know what I'm saying? You just don't like him. But, but, but all of a sudden, like... The week, two weeks go by, you just have a conversation. Like, wait a minute. You're uh, a different person, Completely different yeah. person. You know Bro, what I'm I hate that. It's like, um, I heard someone say this the other day. It was like a shapeshifter. Like, you, you bend into being a certain person based off of who's around you. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I try really hard not to do that. Like, yeah. obviously, like, I think what's different is, like, I would obviously act one way with you guys and a completely different way with my parents. Right. You know? But so I, I would, that? that's not, like, shapeshifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's not, like, trying to make someone like me and... That's like a completely different person. Th those are just like two different like versions of me. But in either way, like I'm myself. Like I'm not pretending to be something I'm not. No. Yeah. And like I, right. one of my biggest pet peeves is is when people pretend and like act like they know something that they don't. Like if you don't know something, just say you don't know it. Like right. I'm gonna be real. Like if I don't know something, I'll just be like I I really I don't know. Like if I did know, I we would talk about it. But I don't want to talk about stuff I, I don't actually genuinely know about. Then you look like a clown. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with being uh, ignorant about a topic that, you know, mm -hmm. you don't know about. Uh, being being able to admit that you're wrong is also an important skill. A lot of people, just they just can't do it. They just don't want to admit that they could be wrong about something. Um, right. Going back to uh, people being fake, in quotes, I think that whenever we go out and interact with people, we're all, like, we all get fake a little bit, in quotes. But it's, it's, a, it's a spectrum. Right, it's a spectrum. Like, like it's it's a thing. Like when people go out, like you're not gonna be able to ignore ignore. It. You're gonna you're wearing a social mask. You know what I'm saying? Like you you're only really your truest self is when you're alone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, well, that's that's, that's like, like that's I said. True. I won't act like you guys. Like I will with my parents. 
I want to act like how I would in my bedroom by myself, how I would, like, the same way as, like, in a busy mall, like... I want to go, like, strutting around, like, naked, in my like, fucking, like, farting just, all this, everywhere. I'm just being like, myself. <laughs> Here's what I think, though. I think you should be at yourself anywhere, any place you go in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I feel like if you're always true to yourself and if you know who you are and you know that you have no bad intention towards anybody and you know that you... Nobody's perfect. Right. Nobody's perfect. We all got issues. We all got our own things going on. Somebody... Somebody's better than better than better than somebody else or something. It's just nobody's the same. So, so can, you, can we reword? Sorry to cut you off. Can we reword that a little bit? Because if someone were to tell me in high school, hey, one of the biggest things is to be yourself. It's like, what does that, what does that mean? mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. be, be more be more natural because yeah. being natural. I think maybe honest. Organic, yeah. Honest is the word you're looking for. Like honest, like an, an authentic. Be authentic. natural. I, like no, authentic. I think natural is the way. I, be natural. natural. Be who good. you are. Be who, yeah. like if you if you if you there's a song comes up in uh, in, in Jewel Osco and you fuck with that song, and you want to dance to it, dance to it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, who okay. cares what sees or what do I'm saying? Because it's just people adhering to social social norms. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or for, for that. Or not letting what other people may think of you. Dictate how you behave. Yeah, I was walking. You know? I'm not. I'm not gonna name it, but I was walking with a friend at the mall one time, and then um, the the song just the song came up on on, on a speaker. And I was just dancing. I was dancing, doing my own thing, and I like, did a little circle. It's it just me, me being me, and I love the song. I want to jam to it. I don't care who sees. I don't care who looks. I don't care. And then my 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 buddy goes, "Hey, bro, relax, relax a little bit." I'm like, "Why? Why is it? Hey, people looking, people looking." So what? Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so what, what if what? they're looking like, I'm, I'm not, am I breaking the law? Am I offending <laughs> anybody? I'm, am I doing something that I'm not supposed to do? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Being right. natural, being who you are, like wear it on your chest that this is me. This is what I do. What do you keep, keep talking. <laughs> this, this, is, this is what I do. Kind of like be what you want to be what you want to be. And then if people appreciate that about you, people are going to connect with you anyway. Yeah. That uh, that actually reminds me of something. Uh, back when I was in Connecticut doing my internship, uh, I was working out at uh, some commercial gym, and I always saw this one guy uh, at least once a week. This absolutely jacked guy uh, would put on his headphones, go onto the turf, and just dance. And he would just dance. I love and that. I would I would look at him, and be like, you know, what is this guy doing dancing at the gym? And I like I had to like kind of catch myself. I was like. The absolute balls on this man to be able to go out and just dance in public. Like, he doesn't care what anybody else thinks. What would I do, Adam? Yeah, I got to respect that. Yeah, I got to respect that. Uh, yeah, at Lifetime, a I was about to say that. hula hoop at Lifetime. He just comes in and dance, puts on some music and just hula hoops yeah, on the floor at Lifetime. And I'm like, I was like, I, was, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of weird. Like, why? You could just do this at home. But like, <laughs> I got to give the guy some respect for coming into Lifetime, not caring what anyone else thinks, to jam out and hula hoop to some music. Like, exactly. Like, I, I respect balls. him. I respect, respect him for showing up. I mean, we, obviously, at first, we judge him and I'm like, bro, what's he doing? I'm like, <laughs> bro, what are you doing? Hey. Anyway, but he's himself. I'm, I look, I study him a little bit. He's like, he's doing, he, bro, he's not looking at anybody. His headphones are in. He's doing his moves and he's moving his body. You could feel like he's just in the zone. But here's my question. Why would you pay 80 bucks a month? And come do that. Yeah, that's all he does. You never know. Come on, you do you walk. You follow him the whole time. No, no, just, no. But like we go, he goes at the same time that we go, and we see him almost like he doesn't use any equipment. Nothing. Just, Not that I've seen. You never maybe know. Maybe he does on different days. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's Monday, cool. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't use the equipment. Maybe you're not reading the whole book. I mean, you just read. That's true. I mean, it's it's. 
that's our first impression of him, but we don't really know what he's like. So I, yeah, I maybe mean, he doesn't show I mean, it's funny really that you mentioned eighty dollars a month. Eighty dollars is such, is such a a weird it is amount of money. Remember we talked about lines are not going to cross. Not gonna cross. <laughs> <laughs> but this we, but before, <laughs> forget, before forget, forget. <laughs> On the collected manifesto over here, I like referencing it. It's nice on a means wall. It says, "Being collected means being confident." With fully expressing yourself. Fully, exp- being fully, fully expressing yourself. Yeah. Oh, let me check yeah. that quote. That and I, think, actually... uh, I think it's important. I, th- I think it's important um, of just um, of fully expressing yourself because then if, you, if you're holding back, you're going to just be held back in every, other, every area of your life. And uh, to express your soul, and that whether it's our, uh, music or other artistic passion, whether it's what you want to do, if, like, if you're not doing it, then you're not living your best life. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Right? I agree. Yeah, I Looking for something. Like, you you also don't want to regret not having done something that you yeah, could have exactly. done. Bro, all, the, every little decision you made alters your life completely. Yeah. There's like, a, I feel there's not a lot of things that I've done that I regret, but I do feel like there's a lot of things that I regret not doing. Dude, 100%. 100%. You guys know Freddie Mercury? Of course. The queen. Yeah, queen. I, this is my this by far my favorite quote, quote by him. He goes, "I'm not afraid to speak out and say the things that I want to want to or do the things that I want to do." So I think in the end, being natural and being actually gen- genuine is what wins, and I hope it comes out of my songs. Cool. You know what I'm saying? It just it's, it's a just, good quote, and that's that's that's, that's something to live by. Cause that man on stage, in place, like, passionate. Have so you seen passionate. Have you seen the movie Bohemian free. Rhapsody? Oh, oh, oh that's such, such a good movie. movie. That's so good. He's himself on stage. He does, that's three hundred. He he holds a record for one of the largest audience in the world to perform in front of. With the, the live aid, <coughs> the live aid, right? Yeah. And then there's three hundred thousand. Joey, just envision this. There's three hundred thousand people watching you. Three hundred thousand. Yeah, it, it was in Brazil. A real thousand Africa. There's a dude. There's Africa a there's a bigger. It was in it was for Africa. I don't know. But I'm, not talking about like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about live aid. There was oh, a there no, was a concert no. for, for uh, Queen in in Brazil uh, holding holding in uh, Rio, damn. and then um, there was th- I think one of the largest I think number three number yeah, third I, in the whole entire world. I'm pretty sure number one was I want to say Metallica in Russia. I think there was like uh, a mi- uh, I think yeah, there was like a million shit. people at the concert. <laughs> oh, wow. it, was like, it was absurd. Bro, but yeah, like, I don't quote me on that. I don't know the exact figures. I'll have yeah. to look it up. But but like three hundred thousand people looking at you, and he's just on the stage singing and being himself. And like it, it would just, have been the same if there was ten people too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's that's what I admire about him because he he's perhaps one of the greatest singers of all time. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. You know, we could bring up we could we could bring up other names, but true, true. But dude, yeah, I mean, there's just so many people, bro, in, in this world. Like I worked Lollapalooza all four days. Adam, you're there only Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I worked, dude. I'm, dude, I've never seen so many people. How was life. Post Malone's post? I feel like he was the biggest artist out there, right? Yeah, but a lot of people came just, just to see him, I bet. Um, but, dude, like, I think I heard there was 130,000 people. A lot of, and, dude, and yeah, the job I was working, I had people walking by me constantly. I'm just like, all these new faces, all these, dude, it's just like, it's crazy. I'm like, this is like so many different people, and I'm probably never going to see any, any of them again. Never. No. You know what's weird? COVID just happened. And, yeah, Chicago's having a really large festival. I mean, yeah, of course, they were requiring uh, negative COVID tests and COVID vaccinations, yeah, but I went and, and no they really were not that strict No crimes. So, I mean, I'm sure that besides, like, the regular you know, bullshit. Not but, cr- no crime. But uh, CPD was there in a high effect. Because yeah. 
Because oh, yeah. I truly believe after COVID, uh, people are extremely a lot more chill. And they communicate better. There's no more drama. When I was I, when I was working for one month as a bouncer in this bar, the guy who was Tony Vizzetti, mm-hmm. he was telling me that there's <clears> never <throat> been a time that we not we don't have fights. Bro, because everyone just trying and to not, vibe and have a good yeah, time now not, with all the time they lost. Exactly. Everyone's so socially deprived that they're actually going yeah. out and having a good time. Yeah, and Everyone's so not, about, COVID, not taking it for granted. This COVID might have uh, taken a lot of lives. It might right? have been the much-needed break that we all needed, yeah. but it's still weird, man. Now that yeah, oh wait, oh god, wear masks because there's a variant. It's like, come on, man. Dude. Like we gotta chill. Take the masks off. How did you guys deal with COVID? At the beginning, I I just stayed home. I honestly had no problem. I was like, I was. I was at school when uh, when they announced the uh, 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 SIU. No, no, yeah, I was at SIU, and I remember going home for spring break. Yep, I same. went home for spring break, and while I was at home, they announced the lockdown. March. Uh, in, in March, yeah, and I was like, oh, I guess I can't go back to school, and I was like, I was like, this is great. I get two weeks off. This is awesome, and then, and then I switched to online classes after that, and yeah, it was uh, it was really weird. But, yeah, bro, I remember. I remember. I was. I, same like Adam, I got sent home for spring break and they extended it and then we yeah. like stayed at home. But I remember the day that we found out that they extended it for two weeks, I was working out in the gym on campus. So happy. And everyone got the email, like the notification, the alert on their phone at the same time about spring break, spring break being two weeks. The entire gym just went like, <laughs> off, like everyone was like, so let's happy. go. Like uh, everyone at the same time. I, that was pretty funny. <laughs> the one guy who was going to school there. Like, what the hell? Two weeks later, SpongeBob, SpongeBob boys. It goes to one year later. Lockdown still in effect. That's crazy, uh, man. I, I I worked out a lot during and during. Well, at first, I, dude, I, I at first honestly I was pretty lazy and I just like laid in bed and watched Netflix and stuff like that. But then after the school year was done, I wrapped up the rest of school like from my bedroom basically. I uh, I just worked out a lot, dude. I I started riding a bike again for like the first time since like elementary school Whoa. i started riding like a, 10 miles every day at least I, I worked my way up to it but i started riding the bike every single day like at least 10 miles dude that's what's up bro that, I, I would just sit on there it, it would take like probably like 45 ish minutes but it was like it's so relaxing and it was a really good workout too Fuck yeah. did it bring back any memories from when you were a, a child bro i'll or tell you what like, it felt like, like vibes you're like oh yeah I, I, i'll tell you what I stopped running track. I, I stopped running a lot after I was done track in high school. So that was probably, like, the most cardio I had done in, like, a long time. But it was, like, the same thing where it's, like, with running, it's just you and yourself. And mm-hmm. it's just you and your own head. And it's it's your thoughts just going around and thinking about yourself. And you're just, like, kind of one with yourself. And it's the same thing with the bike. It's a different thing where it's, like, it's just you. It's, like, a singular activity. Like, just you and yourself. Just you and your head. Like... You're the only person that can push yourself more. There was one day I rode 25 miles. Damn. Bro, because the day before I saw someone else post on Instagram and they were like, yeah, I just, tw- I just ran like 20 miles. Like I challenged anyone else to like try and do this. And I got like 15 miles into my bike ride that day. And I was like, fuck it. Like this guy did it yesterday. Like that's pretty, that's pretty motivating. Like, let's yeah. go. I got the 20 miles and I was like, fuck it. Let's do 25. And then I got to 25 and I was like, 
I'm done. Like, I, <laughs> I gotta go home. <laughs> I, I had the exact opposite experience with working out in COVID, dude. I was, I, I did not like cardio at the time. I still prefer, I was a big weightlifter and, um, I still prefer weightlifting, but I do, I do get my cardio in now. Um, for people in, at home, in various ways. for people at home, Adam's jacked. I used to be more jacked, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, when COVID hit, you know, I, I had, like, a set of 25-pound dumbbells and, like, some bands at home. So, like, I did my best with, like, yeah. what I could. But I ended up losing, like, 20, 25 pounds. And, like, not a not a good 25 pounds. It was mostly muscle. I looked like dog shit after yeah, COVID. No. It was terrible. So, like, once gyms opened back up, I was so happy. Mm-hmm. I was so happy to get back into it, dude. I yeah. feel One of the big things I learned, well, actually, one, of, one day in COVID, I, I woke up at 11 a.m., Got raisin canes for lunch, popped, took a nap at three. That was, that was my day. No, but yeah, one of the big things I learned during COVID is like, I mean, because I was, I was working out at school. I would always I was trying to go to the gym or go play basketball at a public gym, but I couldn't even go play basketball at a yeah. gym. Like I couldn't, people, you couldn't fucking play. And uh, one of the things I learned is that you could do a lot with a little. Yeah, like, I yeah. still to this day, and that's like over a year ago, I really only work out with an ab wheeler, an ab wheel, or a resistance band and a jump rope. Like, I'll go outside with those three things, and then just go crazy. I'll there's, go, a, there's a lot of stuff you can do with just your body. Yeah, yeah and then just yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. It's doing, yeah, it's doing uh, a yeah, lot. So a little. COVID, uh, I, do, I do feel the same way. It definitely changed the way I look at fitness, um, and I, I've kind of expanded beyond just, you know, lifting weights at the gym. Um, so that, that I, I'd say overall it was probably a good thing that it happened. Yeah. So I'm not kind of just stuck doing one thing just Again, like lifting weights yeah opening up that opening up perspective I think Adam you're really developing in a right way you <clears throat> I feel like you used to be a type of guy who was extremely into weightlifting a lot of weights chest legs shoulders you would do different the classic bodybuilding Cra- routines yeah, yeah yeah I don't feel like you kind of change your style chest and back day bro <laughs> chest and arms bro you kind of change your um, style to a better way direction of, of, of treating in, in, in a correct way like yeah. you the amount of time I've been training with you I've realized that you take really focus you focus a lot on details and and you go yeah. how yeah and, and you focus on forms a lot you focus on muscle like I, i've been telling you how my left leg feels more sore and, and weaker you're telling me how we should take it completely slower you want to prevent injuries and i like that because cool yeah develop uh, a lot yeah a lot of that a lot of that came from my internship with yale um, that that was a really big catalyst uh, and like a big change to how Talk about I Yale, work out. Please. So Yale was an amazing experience. I was uh, I was an unpaid intern, unfortunately. Uh, that kind of sucked, but the experience that I got was not worth any kind of yeah, money. It's like invaluable. it was is right. in, invaluable for sure. Um, the the so thing. So what did you do? Uh, so I worked with their athletes in the weight room. So. Uh, I was pretty much supervising all of their workouts, making sure they were doing everything correctly, um, answering questions, just kind of fine-tuning all of their workouts. We didn't create any of the workouts ourselves. That was the job of the head coaches. Um, but we were there uh, working with them in yeah. the weight room all the with time. With Division One athletes. Division One Ivy League. Some, some yeah. of the best athletes in the U.S., college athletes right. in the United States. I mean, they had big job. Um, 2018 lacrosse national champions. 2018 women's volleyball national champions. I mean, these are some of the best of the best in wow. terms of college athletics. That's but, cool, man. Um, yeah, so one thing they really hammered into us at Yale was ATD, attention to detail. The first day on orientation, which I actually unfortunately was unable to attend because my COVID tests were not processed, 
Um, but the first thing that they had them do walking into the weight room was, well, so we have this uh, turf right in the middle in the weight room mm-hmm. and, like, uh, racks on each side, this mm-hmm. blue turf. The first thing they had them do was get on their hands and knees and pick every single piece of lint off of this Damn. turf of, like, it, and then just going in and cleaning every single rack down to each individual plate. And they hammered into us attention to detail is what really matters. I mean, when people mm. walk into the... In terms of the lint thing, uh, when people come to see the varsity weight room, when parents come in with their kids that want to come to Yale and be athletes, they walk in this weight room and they expect it to look perfect. Right. But there's one thing out of place, like, you know, they're going to notice that. They had At the end of the day, they had us, um, after all the athletes are done working out, they had us turn the plates on all the racks so that like the the weights were upright so you could see they're all lined up in the same exact Dang. way like attention to detail was huge and to this day uh it, it a clean freak yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to this day everything i do uh like that's in the back of mind attention to detail and if it's working yeah, out if it's, it in if, it's, if it's doing anything yeah i loved it detail. i'm like he's more attention to me he was yeah. just he was beginning with the details i'm like you gotta oh. do this i'm like bet <laughs> it's, it's it's the little things it really is the little things like people notice that stuff and it does make a difference that's cool man like you're getting you, you're getting like obviously you love exercising you love fitness it's part of your lifestyle but you're also purposely and professionally building your skill set and your knowledge around it so you're not just when you're working out in the gym it might just look like you're just another regular guy for working myself, out but, but no people don't know like yeah. the whole story like this guy's got the credibility he's gonna have a Freaking masters! Fuck yeah! Was like the other <laughs> day, I was, Yale, the other day I was working out with Adam, and one of the trainers at Lifetime came came up to say something to us about what we were doing. Uh, I was like, "Dude, control. you're barking up the wrong tree. Don't tell us we're doing something wrong." He's about to just spit so many facts at you. <laughs> That's what's Dude, up. Keep those elbows in. I'm passionate about fitness. I could talk about it all day. As if you guys, you know, probably half of my time in this podcast is going to be talking about fitness. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. What, what do you think about boxing? Dude, uh, it's a very intense sport, that's for sure. I, I really enjoy watching it, and it's definitely something I want to get into at some point. That and jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, jujitsu, yeah, that's yeah, fun. Yeah. I tried it. Um, dude, boxing is, is such a it's such a different sport uh, than like something else. Like you know, you, you, people play soccer, and it's like. It's it really is like an endurance sport. You're running around all the time, but it's a non-contact sport. Mm-hmm. Boxing, I think, is special in the way that it incorporates a lot of the energy systems that we use. Like, um, you know, you have to be you have to have good endurance because you got to last like, like natural uh, a energy lot of systems. Rounds. Yeah. So, in ter- what I mean by energy systems, I'm going to get into a little science here. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, but you have pretty much three energy systems that you use. Your creatine phosphate system which is uh for exercises that last between one and six seconds um your glycogen system which is for exercises that are up to two minutes and then your um oh god i can't remember the name of the last system but your oxidative system so like your endurance work anything that lasts more than two to three minutes and that's just determining what you're burning to use as fuel um for your workouts like creatine phosphate one to six seconds you're using the creatine in your muscles for like explosive movements mm-hmm. uh your glycogen system 
for your short-term workouts or your exercises, you're using sugars, glycogen mm -hmm. for energy. And then for your oxidative system, you are using primarily um, fats and lipids for your energy system. You're, you're using all of these all the time, but like depending on what you're working out, it's like you use one more than the other. So boxing okay. is special in a way that incorporates all of these systems um, at the same, like pretty much at the same time. Like you have to have good endurance because you know you gotta last like a couple rounds. If you gas out, you know you're, you're gonna get dropped. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know you you need your glycogen system for like general strength and punching and like your creatine phosphate system for your power, like for your your big punches, really. So, it is. And then you know you have to be able to take a hit. It's very technical. You need to be able to know how to move around your footwork and punching. So it really is a complicated sport, and I got a lot of respect for everybody that does some sort of combat sport like that because it always, really is hard i always say cool. you don't you don't play boxing no you yeah, can't you play box play boxing. you can't you fight you You're fighting, fighting. Yeah. you can't play boxing yeah and there's so many people that actually lost their lives coming out of the ring before they come out of the ring really yeah there was there was like recently from there was like like head bleeding and stuff yeah there like. was this guy uh fuck, forget his name but he was from puerto rico he was undefeated he was fighting another undefeated guy back in 2015 uh, there was too many heads, too many shots in to the back of the head, and then uh, he was keep he was keep mentioning to the ref, hey, like come on stop it. But the guy was it's clearly was doing it for on a purpose, and then uh, it was to the point he dropped him and he didn't get up again, and then he got on the anyway he got up he went to the corner, on his way to the locker room, uh, he was telling his mother who was carrying him and his coach that uh, he feels like there's water in his head. Oh, oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's not good yeah, at all, he, and, and, and apparently he started getting nauseous in the shower. He, yeah. he was just puking nonstop. He had terrible bleeding in his brain. That's scary, right? And then, uh, and then right now, actually it was last week. Last week, he just came out of the surgery again. Oh, yeah. wait, I thought he died. He's, I alive. He's alive. Oh, okay. He's alive. He just cannot talk anymore. He cannot, oh, he can't, uh, uh, it's just, I'll give you guys his name. I forget his name, but... Uh, he's still fighting. He's still fighting. He's still fighting. No, 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 what? not boxing, but oh, with oh, mental issues. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. you know, I think I've seen a video of this guy actually. He's, he has I beard. Think, um, uh, he's tall. Uh, he's Puerto Rican. I, I think so. I think I remember seeing a video of yeah. him like boxing or something. Yeah, it's sad, man. Sad. He was um, young, undefeated champion. I do have a question. Are is the is the boxer that hit him in the head? Are they liable for that? No. No. Okay. No. It's, it's well, a fight. It's a fight. It's yeah. A but even if they're playing, like, if they're fighting dirty, if they're breaking the rules, are they liable for like if they? I mean, he he was breaking the rules at a certain point, but he was not at the same time. I mean, they're fighting. I mean, they're clinching. It, it, it was happening a lot of clinching. They were clinching, and he would go boom. And he okay. would like hit him about behind the head, which is like you know you're not supposed to hit behind, behind the ear. The ear. Mm -hmm. After ear, because that's a soft part of the like you know when even when you touch it, it feels good because you you know what I'm saying the nape yeah, your I mean, neck like you have there. like you, that's where like your spinal cord. <laughs> we're all just touching the back of our we should have We should start doing cameras. Doing, get a little video. Up, yeah, honestly, it's not a bad idea. For people at home, would you like us to get a camera? Maybe just start start dropping this on YouTube as well. Let us know. Leave us a feedback. Yeah, because then you can bring in like diagrams and stuff. Yeah, I would have uh, to actually wear clothes during the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little known fact: we are all naked. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, 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 XXX hey, version. Man, this has been great. 50 minutes. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. 50 minutes. Let's, uh, let's end on a little positive note. Yeah. Yes. That yes. I think a, a reason that we all um, we all like, try to maintain ha healthy habits is because we all do. Like We're all good friends. We, we stay in touch. And it's 
like what you said earlier, Riley, that you know to surround yourself with good people or surround yourself with people that you want to be around. Like-minded people. Because if I worked out yeah. with people who didn't work out at all, I might not. You know, exactly. you know what I'm saying. And I'm uh, grateful to have you guys as a friend. Absolutely. I as well. Like, yeah. I, yeah I, I, mean, I like the fact too, for all you guys. In, in terms of just uh, general upbringing and even fitness too, is we're we're very diverse. Mm-hmm. I'd say yeah. in terms of how we work out and how we approach fitness, and I think it's important uh, to surround yourself with not only people that think like you, but also surround yourself with people that think differently. Yeah. And challenge. You know, like, the- we all like Joey. Joey doesn't really work out in a gym anymore. He does all of his stuff at home or outside. You know, uh, Amin's a boxer. You know, he, he, he does some weightlifting with me, but, you know, he's primarily a boxer. And then me and Riley are mostly into, like, weightlifting and, and like, bodybuilding-style workouts. Yeah. So I have some Olympic lifting experience. So we're all we're kind of a mixed bag. Diverse. I think. We're yeah. diverse in terms of fitness for sure. Uh, and I think surrounding yourself with people that are different definitely helps you expand. I'll say this, this this friend group, if I didn't have this friend group, I would not be as open-minded as I am. Like, this friend group, like, everyone, everyone, every one of our friends is very open-minded, is very open to learning new things, not shutting other people away, not... Not not wanting to listen to people like you want to listen. Everyone in this friend group listens. They try they try to learn more, and then they pass it off to the rest of us. And they, everyone tries to help each other and tries to get everyone to learn more than they knew the day before. Yeah. And we're all we're all different ages. Like, yeah, bro. You know, I'm like the middle child. Riley, you're like the younger I'm, brother. I'm by like far the youngest one here. What are you? Older, how old are you, Grandpa? Here? Yeah, I'm older brother. Chill out. I'm 23. Wait, you're 23. I'm 22 right now. Why are you acting like I'm 45? Bro, you're 44. Oh man, my hip hurts. Bro, that's four years older than me though. Like a lot of stuff happens in four years. I mean, you. I was. I was telling you. The difference between age. Yeah. You my little brother's age. That's crazy. And but again, you look at the difference between those two. <laughs> Friggin' hottie over there is just shoving, it, shoving his face into a burrito. No, no, no. Hottie is really smart. And Love he's, you, Hottie. He's, he's, he's on he his own, fit, he's on his own he fitness path. Well. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. And who's Hottie again? Because people don't know who Hottie is. Hottie is. I mean, yeah, you, what do you mean? Why me? You tell, you tell him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You tell him. Okay. Well, yeah, thank you guys so much. I'm grateful for both of you. We, uh, we had to do, do this conversation. Do this podcast before obviously Adam li- leaves for Colorado, which August eighteenth, August eighteenth, Riley leaves August thirty first. Yes, August 29th. Yeah, wish, wish both yeah. of these young lads uh, yeah. very good luck in in, follow, in school and on the journeys. Follow them on Instagram. Adam, what's yours? Uh, Adam underscore Arinchek. That is O R Y N C Z A K. Yes. I'll and make it Riley, easy. I'll make it easy. I'll put it in the description. That's the probably link. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> got you. Riley, you, have a, you have a fitness account. I right? do. My yeah. personal one is Riley underscore S P A N. But hey, if you want to follow my fitness one, that'd be pretty cool. That's Spankowski underscore fit. There we Perfect. go. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put these two dudes Instagrams. If you want to check out what these two sexy stars look like. Go to the description of the podcast and follow them. I follow them, and then they have great tips and advice for fitness, and then then life clearly. Life, hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I didn't didn't know you had this many gems in the brain here, Riley. I do. There's a lot of stuff here. He's he's wearing the mental veggie. (laughs) Bro, yeah, reach out, man. I I love talking to new people. So yeah, reach out to all of us. And until next time, stay stay collected. collected.